Welcome again uh, to this videocast on the Creator and the Created. We said last time that we were going to speak about God's attributes, perfections that even the human mind is capable of arriving at without revelation from studying the effects, creation, and arriving at the cause the Creator. However, before we begin, it must be said that trying to explain these attributes of God can be quite difficult and abstract. The reason is that normally a student would have already studied the whole course of basic philosophy, like logic, philosophy of nature, etc. And lastly, metaphysics. And to arrive at the end of his philosophical search to the external cause of being as being, of all being, that is God, who has not had the opportunity to do so, will find some difficulty in the explanation in the similar way like someone who has not studied algebra will have difficulty understanding calculus. Getting back to speaking about the attributes of God, we've already talked about the natural impossibility to know God in Himself through the knowing faculties of, human, of our human nature. This is speaking without grace, without revelation. We have seen that from the point of view of simple creatures. God cannot be defined by human knowledge. For how can a child's beach pail hold in it the immensity of the ocean? Yet St. Thomas Aquinas points out when he begins to speak about these attributes, starting with the prologue of question three of the first part of the Summa Theologiae, that what we can first know of God through the natural power of the intellect is not what we can possibly know about who God is, but rather who He is not or what He is not. When St. Thomas Aquinas states that God is simple, he is not speaking of the Creator's moral quality, but about how God is different from His creatures. For we, His creatures, are complex in the most profound, in our most profound metaphysical makeup. With our very eyes, we see that all things which, which these eyes can perceive are material, are physical. They're made for that. We say that living beings have bodies. But does that mean that the Creator has a body? Abstracting from the person of Jesus Christ, bodies are perceivable unless, and unless if they are well hidden, someone could have seen God. Aquinas goes back to the five ways to the metaphysical demonstrations on the existence of God, which he uses 
in the second question of the first part of the Summa Theologiae, and he uses them, uh, he brings them out in order to later base his arguments, like the attribute of simplicity. After all, the end of the science of metaphysics is to know the causes of reality and the science will not be complete until the most important cause of reality is studied, God. So Aquinas is using metaphysics in theology. That's why in Middle Ages, philosophy is called the handmaiden of theology. And theology is nothing more than reason faith. So yes, there is a good measure of metaphysics in the theological work of St. Thomas. Now, uh, getting back to this problem or of how is it that God does not have a body? He does not have a body because as a principle that moves all other being into being, he has to be utterly without composition of a body. For if he had a body, he would be subject to change. That's part of the essence of having a body. He would be subject to other causes, and he would no longer be the first cause, because other causes would have worked upon him beforehand. He would no longer be this first absolute cause or mover. No second cause would thus, or no second substance, could be then moved into existence, and thus you have no second, if you have no second, you have no third, no fourth, etc., etc. Nothing would be moved into being. Having a body means that the subject is in potentiality to be or not to be. God just is. He's pure actuality. There's nothing in him that is changeable. He is so simple that he is his own existence. God does not have a nature like we do. He is his nature. When a man dies, only the individual of a certain nature dies, not the whole nature itself. A particular nature is not completely identifiable with a created individual. And the act of being gives a nature its active existence as an individual. This, however, does not mean that nature pre-exists in itself, or that, that there, you have these platonic essences which actually do subsist, and are, or, or that at least they are waiting somehow to receive their act of being, when thing is or is not. And God, without whom nothing exists, and who is the cause of all, his act of being, his very existence, is what he is, his nature. There's no separation, no difference, absolutely. Because of our way of thinking, which is rational, complex, step-by-step, -step, discursive, a necessary sprint and marathon of the mind from principles to conclusions, in order to understand God, we make virtual or logical differences 
and God, which in reality do not exist. There's nothing accidental in God. He is his substance perfectly. Because God is pure being, there's no composition of any kind in him. He is utterly simple. There's no potentiality in God. He is incapable of becoming something else because he already is. He is and cannot become any more or any less than pure being. So his nature, what he is, is pure being. There's no difference in separation. He does not have a body because a body means change that is subject to causes when he is a first and absolute cause of being of all being. Saying that God is simple is saying God is radically unlike his creatures. And we have no experience of such a reality. So we say God is not composed of any parts or of any potentiality. He is nothing else but himself. As such, by his very nature, when he creates he does not become part of the world, nor are creatures made up of parts of him. God, as Aquinas says in the last article of this question on the simplicity of God, is not the soul of the world. He is not the form of the material composition of the world nor is he its potentiality to be and to change as prime matter is in acts or, or is uh, potentiality in a material substance. No, God is simply other than this. He is the first cause of all being because he is pure being. He is his pure being. But it can never, any other, any other material creature has being, has a nature, but it can never be completely identified with being as such, with pure being. Nor, if we're speaking of material creatures, with, can be identified with its particular nature. All creatures are not simple, but complex, at least at one part of their metaphysical makeup. The understanding of God's simplicity, as has been said at the beginning, is not easy to comprehend. Yet the difficulty makes it, in a way, clear how God is distant. How God the Creator is distant from the creature. And that if it is not through grace, through revelation, through the very love of God, the very love of God which God has shown, that His knowledge would be left only to the philosophers. We will continue in the next 
videocast to speak of the attributes of God. There's especially one which is especially necessary when we will speak later on about the providence of God. And that is the goodness of God. But on that, we have another podcast, another video cast for tomorrow at nine. Thank you for listening.